the truth of the matter is in order to be in a healthy relationship, especially a healthy long-term relationship, finances is part of the equation. And so breaking money silence, breaking through that money secrecy with your partner is really important. Does talking about your money make you cringe? Are you tired of fighting about finances? Do you want to stop sabotaging your financial happiness? Then you are in the right place. Welcome to Breaking Money Silence, a podcast series aimed at helping all of us talk more openly about money. Your host, Kathleen Burns Kingsbury, is a wealth psychology expert who is doing what she does best, speaking about taboo topics. International speaker, author, and founder of KBK Wealth Connection, Kathleen understands money and our relationship with it. Over the past decade, she has empowered thousands of people to break money silence at home and at work. Now, here is Kathleen. Hi, it's Kathleen Burns Kingsbury, and today I'm doing something a little bit different on the Breaking Money Silence podcast. Instead of interviewing somebody else, I'm going to just talk to you about my thoughts about breaking money silence as a couple. You have been listening to recent episodes on talking to your honey about money, and we've hit on a variety of angles on the topic. And I thought the best way to finish off this series was to talk to you a little bit about some of the thoughts and some of the work that I do with couples around talking about money and breaking money silence. So just going to be a short episode, just going to be yours truly, but we're going to have a little fun. So breaking money silence, what is it? Money silence is that uncomfortable feeling that many of us get when we go to talk about money with other people. It isn't just talking about the dollars and cents. Money silence also comes up when we talk about our thoughts and our feelings and our emotions related to money or our relationship with money. And money silence actually leads us to feel more money shame, money secrecy, and to keep secrets from our romantic partners. In fact, one recent study found that 44% of partners said they kept a financial secret from their significant other. That's almost half of us are keeping secrets from our partners about finances. Why is that? I've always wondered that. Why is it that we get so secretive around money with the people that we share so much of our lives with and so much of our intimate thoughts and feelings? Well, it's that old money talk taboo that keeps us from talking about money. I think it has to do with the fact that you may have been raised in a family that didn't talk about money, so you don't have a roadmap for doing it. It may be that you and your romantic partner are doing so well, you think, oh, I don't want to rock the boat and talk about money. But the truth of the matter is, in order to be in a healthy relationship, especially a healthy long-term relationship, finances is part of the equation. And so breaking money silence, breaking through that money secrecy with your partner is really important. Now, in a variety of the episodes we just did on talking to your honey about money, we talked about buying a business together. We talked about contemplating a divorce. We talked about um, buying a house together and a variety of other things. And what was at the core of each of those episodes? The idea of how important it was to engage in financial conversations about what's going on in your life in order to avoid divorce, buying the wrong home 
getting into business with a romantic partner only to have to say, this isn't really working out or this is ruining our marriage. So really breaking money silence as a couple isn't necessarily something that's just nice to have. It's something that's really necessary to be in a satisfactory relationship. So as the author of the book, How to Give Financial Advice to Couples, and someone who's presented to a variety of different audiences, consumer audiences that were made up of couples, as well as working with advisors to train them to do a better job financially advising couples, I'm here to share a couple of tips with you. One is know that breaking money silence with your partner is something that is worthwhile. If you think about it, why is it worthwhile? Because couples that actually talk about money and talk about money regularly have increased marital satisfaction. Hard to believe, but true. Talking about money isn't just talking about money. It's talking about your your dreams, your values, your goals, what's important to you, what you care about. So talking about money is a lot more than just talking about the numbers or arguing about where money is spent or how you should save more. It's really about talking about your dreams, sharing your thoughts and beliefs with your romantic partner, and being able to think about how can we do this thing called money together. So my first tip is just know it's really worthwhile to make the effort to engage in financial conversations regularly with your partner. Number two, How do you break that money silence? Everybody asks me that all the time. I would say if you don't regularly talk to your partner about money, start by talking about financial successes. Yes, sounds crazy, right? We usually just talk about what's wrong with our partner, what they did wrong, how they spent on the wrong thing, how they did a, you know, invested in a bum investment. But instead, start the conversation by setting aside 15 or 20 minutes, not a long time and focus on one small financial success you each have had and how that financial success has impacted you. What did you learn from it? How did you grow from it? What would you like to teach the next generation, whether it's your kids or if you have nieces and nephews or people you mentor about money based on this financial success? So for instance, if I was to think about one financial success I would want to share with my husband, Brian, it would be that I figured out how to negotiate and ask for what I'm worth. Now we've been married 25 years, been together 30. So he's seen me go from being an under earner to someone who asks and get paid what she's worth. But he might not know that the feeling that I get when I actually land a deal, when I actually say, wow, I just delivered a great presentation and I was compensated well for it, that I got what I deserved. So it may be sharing that success with him. For him, it might be sharing the success of going from a working class family to comfortably in a middle class situation owning a home, being able to live where we live and having the toys that we have. His financial success might be learning to manage money in a way where he didn't repeat the past and he was able to accumulate wealth. So the bottom line is when you share successes with your romantic partner, what you're doing is you are starting a money conversation on the positive and not focusing on the negative. Because no matter what your relationship with money Each and every one of us has something positive to share. We have strengths around money and we have challenges. So my second tip is start with the successes. Start with your strengths. Even if it's small little 
things that happen, share with your partner about what you each feel like you've done well. Now, the important part is when your partner shares their success, can't knock them, can't tell them they're not right, can't tell them that's not a big enough success. You have to be quiet and listen, which leads me to my third tip. If you are going to engage in a money conversation with a spouse or a romantic partner, one of the most important things is to show up to that conversation and be curious, curious about the other person. Because when we are curious and we really listen, we ask curious questions, we can't be defensive, we can't start arguing because we're too busy trying to put ourselves in the other person's shoes. And that is really valuable. That makes a okay money conversation turn into a really good money conversation. So my third tip is bring a healthy dose of curiosity to every conversation you have with your partner. So it's important to have the conversations, that it is starting on sharing successes, and that you want to be curious with your partner and you want to ask questions. I'm going to share two more tips, but before I do, I'm going to take a quick break so we can hear a little bit about what I'm up to, and then we'll be back in a minute. Hi, it's Kathleen Burns Kingsbury. I hope you're enjoying this episode of the Breaking Money Silence podcast. I want to take a quick time out to tell you a little bit about financial therapy. Yes, financial therapy. That word keeps showing up in the media more and more, but I've been doing financial therapy for years. And in 2023, I'm going to expand this part of my business. And I wanted you, my podcast listeners, to be the first to know. If you're curious about what is financial therapy, just know that it helps individuals and couples change unhealthy money habits, attitudes that cause them stress, anxiety, and lead them to feel uncomfortable with money. If you have trouble making big decisions, if you find that you're shopping too much, carrying too much debt, worrying about money, even though you shouldn't be worrying about money because there's enough in the bank, it may be time to consider financial therapy. The benefits are numerous and individual, but former clients have told me that they have experienced in a very short period of time, a decrease in money-related anxiety and stress, They have less conflict about money in their relationships, and they engage in more productive money conversations. The advisors that refer clients to me say, finally, my clients can make the changes in their financial behaviors in order to save for their future. So if this sounds appealing to you and you want to know a little bit more, I have a special offer. I'm offering a free 30-minute consultation to anyone who's interested in learning more about financial therapy. You can email me at kbk at breakingmoneysilence.com, or you can go to the show notes, click on the schedule link, and set something up via my automatic calendar. If you're listening to this not on my website and you find that I don't want to do that, I would rather just reach out to you directly. Feel free to use my private email at kbk at breakingmoneysilence.com and shoot me an email letting me know you'd like to take advantage of this time-limited offer. So my hope is we'll chat about financial therapy soon. And now it's time to get back to our regular programming. 
Hi, this is Kathleen Burns Kingsbury, and I am doing a podcast episode with just me, yours truly. I'm shaking it up a little bit. We're talking about breaking money silence as a couple, and I'm offering you five tips on how to begin the conversation. We've already covered that it's important to have the money conversation, so stay committed to having it, that it's important to start with successes, share your success with your partner about what you have done well around finance, ask your partner what they have done well around finance, and then just listen to each other. And our third tip before the break was show up to the conversation with a healthy dose of curiosity. Because curiosity makes us put ourselves in the other person's shoes and allows us to not get defensive or spend a lot of time trying to figure out how to prove our point and how to be right, but gets us in the right mindset. So what are my last two tips? The last two tips are these. Tip four. Tip four is when you have a money conversation with your partner, you need to keep in mind that you need to keep it short you need to keep it brief, and you need to keep it positive. That doesn't mean that there aren't going to be conversations you have that feel uncomfortable, or maybe there's some negative feelings. But what I want you to do is when you're starting on this journey or continuing on this journey of talking to your partner about money is to make sure that you're setting yourself up for success. So setting a short time limit and making sure you give yourself a reward for that conversation is really important. So when I say short time limit, what am I talking about? 15 minutes is enough. 30 minutes. Do not go over an hour. I think it's really, really important to have a successful money conversation with your spouse or your partner and have a short one, then have a long one, even if it's successful, because everybody gets tired. It's a lot, especially if you're not used to talking about money. So keep it short. You may even set a timer. You may even say, okay, we're going to have a 30-minute conversation and whatever we don't finish, we're going to bring to the next meeting. Because to change our behaviors, to break money silence, to be successful in doing that, we need a series of small successes to build on. And it also can take the pressure off. If you know it's going to be 15 or 30 minutes, you think, you know what? I can do this. I can listen. I can be curious. I can share a little bit. And I know it's going to be over in 15 to 30 minutes. And that can really take the pressure off. So my last tip, I kind of alluded to it already, but my last tip is once you have a money conversation with your partner, it is vital that you give yourself a reward. This does not mean that you give yourself some big lavish financial reward. It means that you reward yourself in your partnership. So the reward may be that after having the 15-minute money conversation, you take a walk together. You don't talk about money. You just enjoy the great outdoors. Or it may be that you go down the corner store and you buy yourself an ice cream and you enjoy an ice cream together. So it's a little expense, not a big expense, but it's a way of celebrating. What is important about giving yourself a reward for a money conversation is it reinforces, again, that this is a positive behavior, that this is something that's paired with an enjoyable experience as a couple. And just know that the more you do it, the more you're able to build in the reward, the more your brain's going to go, oh, these money conversations, they're not so bad. Maybe they're actually a good thing. And you'll build on that experience. So let's see if I can repeat one through five before I end this podcast today. Number one, it's important to break money silence, make a commitment to do it. Number two, start by sharing 
a success with your partner. Don't focus on the negative, focus on the positive. Three, bring a healthy dose of curiosity to the conversation. Being curious and gaining mutual understanding is the point of a money conversation. Number four, it is important to set a time limit. Keep it short and doable. Individual small successes add up to positive behavioral change. And before you know it, you'll be breaking money silence with your partner more often without even having to set an appointment. And lastly, give yourself a reward. You want to pair this behavior of talking about money with something that's positive in your life. And you and your partner can figure out what that thing would be that would be satisfying, that wouldn't cost too much, that would allow you to celebrate, hey, we broke money silence. Good for us. We're going to do something fun. For my husband and I, it may be Saturday. We have a conversation about money for 15, 20 minutes, and then we go mountain biking in the winter. Sounds crazy, but for us, that is a reward. So those were the tips that I offered today. I hope they were useful, whether it's you're using them in your own relationship, whether they're reminding you of something, if you're already good at talking about money with your partner, or if you're a financial advisor and somebody who is uh, helping couples break money silence. I just want to end by saying, if you find this hard or challenging, or you've tried these tips and you say, you know what, it's just not working. We keep butting heads as a couple. Just know that there is help out there. If you have the right financial advisor, the financial advisor who, who is uh, focused not only on the technical side of finance, but the human side of finance and is holistic, you may want to talk to him or her about the challenge you have as a couple talking about money. Or you can take a different route and you can consider financial therapy. I offer financial therapy to individuals and couples around engaging in productive money conversations. So if you're interested in financial therapy and you want to know more, feel free to shoot me an email at kvk at breakingmoneysilence.com. Just put the subject line, what is financial therapy? I'm interested, heard about financial therapy on the podcast, something like that. And let me know that you're interested in learning more. I'm more than happy to set up a 30-minute free consultation to talk to you about what financial therapy is and if it would be useful for you or your partner. With that said, this ends our series on talking about money with your honey. I hope you have enjoyed it. I look forward to taking a little break in podcasting and then coming back with a whole new series this spring to help you continue to break money silence with those in your life. This is Kathleen Burns Kingsbury saying, thanks for breaking money silence with me. If you liked this podcast, do me a favor. Go to your favorite podcast app, give us a five-star rating, and write a review. That actually really helps people like you find the podcast and helps everybody break money silence. Thank you very much for listening, and until next time. Thank you for listening to Breaking Money Silence, hosted by Kathleen Burns Kingsbury, a wealth psychology expert, author, and founder of KBK Wealth Connection. If you like what you heard today, be sure to subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app and leave a review. Also, share this episode with your friends and family. It is a great way to get the conversation started. For more money talk tips and information or to hire Kathleen to speak at your next event, go to www.breakingmoneysilence.com.